Blog Talk Radio. Oh, it feels good to be alive, baby. That's blessed. <laughs> In New Orleans, this right, this, this right here, that crack. That boom, the boom, the boom, pack. That Nora Vino rock. In New Orleans, getting right. In my level, my bitch, cut the money up. Face down with the ass up, yeah. Puerto Rico on the coast, boy. These niggas can't see me, boy. I'm probably on two, so you know I'm on point All by myself like an army of two Fucking with me and your brain could get spilled Like coffee off, I'm in my office doing bullshit Then I hit him with the song Guess what, Hollywood? I'm here Hollywood's got a new host And the stars are shining bright on speed It'd be okay to just come here every day for that <laughs> Today's premiere week continues with Ice Cube Plus Baseball's Rally Granny makes the crowd go wild. You've never seen anything like this before. All new Steve. Weekdays at 2 on NBC4. Blog Talk Radio.
right there. I just want to start that one off by my big sister, Miss Millie Jackson. I know y'all can relate. You know, she keeps havoc and controversy going with her music. Welcome, welcome to I Am Indie. You know, we appreciate you. You know, you could be somewhere else doing something else, but you spend your time listening to us, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, Today we have a a guest joining us, uh, Mr. Jim Levite. I hope I pronounced his name correctly because I understand that uh, country western artists um, travel with 3030s and in their back window, but I don't know. I don't want to get shot, so I hope I'm saying his name correctly. But anyway, let's see if he's in the building. Jim, are you with us? I am so, and you're saying the name right on there. <laughs> okay, well, that means I won't get shot. How you doing today? It's a it's a 308. It's not a 3030 that I've got in the back window anyway. So. <laughs> okay, now our listeners know if it's that kind, what happened? <laughs> yeah, a little more firepower. Absolutely, man. Listen, let me give our listeners a little brief introduction, man, and we'll get it going. But first, thanks, and thanks for taking the time out to join us. Sure, glad to be uh, here. Yes, uh, Jim Levine is a con- uh, Canadian producer and engineer. He's a multi-instrumentalist. He handles all his vocals and on his original songs, and um, they recorded at a studio in Westport, Ontario. Uh, yeah. That's Canada, not Ontario, California, yes, y'all. Well, I know. I was oh, telling our yes. listeners so they don't get the Ontarios confused. You know, sometimes people are kind of slow, so I just wanted to help them out a little bit. Um, let's see. Uh, Jim was raised in a small town in Ontario, and um, he taking the music at an early age. While all his friends played hockey, Jim decided music was his passion, and I can definitely relate to him on that one. And the guitar replaced his hockey sticks. Mixed Falls was a railroad in a manufacturing town. So one had only step outside and absorb the surroundings, and songs would literally write themselves. But, Jim, you started uh, music at an early age, nine years old, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was really, I, uh, it was just a chance thing. I stumbled upon an old acoustic guitar in my family home. It was hidden in the attic, and, and I dug it out, and, and I started, it was out of tune, and everything else had been sitting so long, and I started plunking away at it, and, uh, Never really set it down since I was when I started on it. I think I was nine, ten years old, and and uh, just stayed at it ever since. Wow! So you decided to play an instrument without being like little knucklehead boys playing games and stuff. And I can relate to that. I what, I meant by, <laughs> what I meant by <laughs> that little town I came from in Texas, boy, either you either you played music or played sports or picked cotton and. I think I ended up oh, with yeah. the music and the sports thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's an easy easy choice. Well, you've, you've got time for both, but I didn't. Uh, most of my friends got a little more serious about hockey and sports, and I got more serious about uh, music and playing the guitar. So um, kind of went our separate ways a little bit on weekends anyway. When they were off playing hockey, I was at home writing music and playing guitar. So I'm glad I made that decision now, though. So uh, is uh, the guitar is that is that your your main instrument or do you just have love for the same for all the instruments you play? Which are which are all the instruments that you play? Incidentally, 
Yeah, the guitar is my main one. I play guitar, bass, mandolin, a uh, bit of keyboards, a bit of drums, um, pretty much anything. I just picked up a banjo there a little while ago, so I've been plunking away at it. So um, just whatever I can get my hands on, usually. Well, that's an interesting concept, but I guess being a musician, I mean, that's what you do. Anything that can make a a sound or noise that you could utilize in your recordings. So you do all your music in your own studio. How did that come about? Uh, about uh, 12, excuse me, 12, 15 years ago, I guess, I uh, decided to build one in my home. Um, just, you know, the, the costs were, were pretty high of going to commercial studios all the time. And and then, uh, you know, you limited hours. You, you couldn't get in when you wanted to. And and you had to rush things usually. If anybody's been in a studio paying a huge hourly wage, you know that uh, you got to sometimes rush things. So you you finish stuff off that you're not maybe 100% happy with. So I thought a better way would be to uh, have access to my own studio. I could use it whenever I wanted and 24 hours a day. I, I come down here sometimes at midnight and 2 in the morning and, and uh, if I'm out of bed or whatever and just go at it. So uh, no limitations now. So I've got no excuses anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is a definitely a familiar trail there You know, I have a bunch of studio equipment now I'm trying to get rid of the update We all go down that path You know, we get tired of going to somebody else's lab And end up staying there the wee hours in the morning And you do that enough times And you say, you know what, it'd be most cost effective More cost effective, should I say If I just have my own studio, I can record whenever I want I can have other people come over and record whenever I want I can kick them out whenever I want <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh yeah It's, it's my place So yeah, I yeah, definitely, definitely right. Yes, I can definitely relate to that Well, um, I understand you had a real bad uh, car accident at some point yeah, 2013. I was uh, hit. The guy ran a ran an intersection and and hit us and uh, laid me up for quite a while. I, so I had to give up my business and I'm not uh, not doing construction anymore. So I've been spending a little more of my spare time now. I was able to get back into music. When I was uh, building homes, it took a lot of time away from everything else. It was seemed to be. You know, I think I was working 60, 70 hours a week at it and uh, didn't leave a lot of time for music and things. But um, so I guess if there was any benefit to it, I guess it was I was able to have more time doing music and stuff I love around the house. So I'm not going to say it was a, not going to say it was a good thing, but uh, there was a couple of good things come out of it, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of hard to serve two masters. I mean, you know, you're yeah, trying sure to... Uh, you're doing your construction job, you know, for all the obvious reasons, and you know, and your heart's into your music, and then it's just so many hours in a day. And a lot of artists, you know, they they I mean, they get caught up in that. I guess that's a normal thing with being a musician or any type of uh, recording artist. A lot of times, man, we have to uh, maintain as we uh, work with our careers. But at the end of the day, it's only 24 hours. That's all any of us get. Oh yeah. It seemed like there for a long stretch of time I was working just, uh, you know, to, to to support my music habit. You know, you'd spend most of your most of your pay at the end of the week on new instruments or recording studio time or, you know, releasing an album or doing whatever. So you you seem to you work a work a full time job just to pay for your your music addiction. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you feel like uh, uh, um, uh, being in Canada has? Uh, um 
affected your music or uh, uh, let me get my questions correct. Are you residing in Canada now? Yes. Yeah, I'm still in Canada. How did the, do you feel like that that helps you uh, with your music? I mean, with the uh, your type of music that you perform, or uh, do you feel like it's a hindrance? Or how did you feel about that? Does it help help shape you in any way? Uh, there's there's less places to play live for sure in Canada. It's spread out so much. Uh, the live scene isn't what it used to be. There's just a handful of places now that you can go and and uh, and uh, do live music. As far as the uh, the music scene itself, though, uh, it's pretty much the same as, as down there. Um, there's a pretty good country music scene, a lot of good country radio, and and uh, a lot of a lot of fans supporting and, and that kind of thing. So, so that's great, I guess. But uh, I guess one downfall would be just venues to play. There's just not as many here as, as it was, even as there once was, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. Just seemed to be drying up, like everything else, I guess. How is um uh how is how is the radio there in Canada for is um supporting your music? Uh they're they're pretty good. Uh it's the big commercial radio stations are all the same. Eh? It's 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 really hard to hard to break into them, but they do. They uh they get behind local artists and that kind of stuff. So uh there's a lot of uh it seems like there's more country stations on the dials up here now than anything else. So I guess that's a good thing. Uh there's just more of them. Very few. You don't hardly ever hear a rock station anymore. A few pop stations, but the bulk of it's country stations. Oh well, that's good to know. I mean, especially if that's yeah, the is. genre that you're in. <laughs> I mean, that works for you. Yeah, for oh, guaranteed. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess it's probably the same from where you are too, though. The the rock and roll scene just uh, isn't what it once was. Pretty dry. Yeah, it is. But you know, we really don't hear a lot of. Um, you know, I mean, most of the country we hear is not really like West Coast. You know, when you think of country, you think more of like Nashville and, you know, yeah. Kentucky, places like that, you know. Yeah, like, I guess um, the uh, the rock scene is kind of being replaced by country because a lot of the songs, well, like mine, for instance, uh, it's pretty, pretty rock-oriented, uh, a lot of rock and roll in it. So I guess you'd call it country rock, so... I guess they would have called 10, 15 years ago. They'd consider my music right now rock, I guess, as opposed to country. Yeah, so. it's, it's funny how they keep increasing. Um, the, the It's like a bookshelf, and they keep, I mean, bookends, and they keep making it wider and wider and wider with different genres of music. Oh, yeah, it's nothing now to even hear like a, uh, like a, I guess you'd call it like those club drum beats and stuff in country song, like... Uh, uh, you hear all different. It's just all different genres now, and like even there's guys doing country rap now. So it's pretty big. It's pretty broad. So you can usually fit in somewhere, I guess. Are there any uh, Are there any other country artists out there that you listen to yourself? Uh, yeah, there's a few. I like Chris Stapleton. He's uh, he's one of my favorites right now. Uh, another guy, a Canadian guy called Dallas Smith. I'm not sure if you guys would have heard of him. He's got a few hits on the radio. And of course, uh, the big guys like Tim McGraw. Um, I I really like him too. So, um, a lot of the stuff on uh, commercial radio I listen to. A lot of it I can't listen to either. <laughs> there's a lot of it you can't listen to, huh? Yeah, I'm not mentioning any names, of course, but there's a few that I just can't listen to at all. I just turn the dial when it comes on. 
No, that's that's definitely understandable. Definitely understandable. Yeah, for sure. Well, Jim, we got your single queued up here, man, and I heard a lot of great things about it, and I did put my ear on it. I like it. Oh, good. Um, yeah. You know, this ain't my day. You know, you had a you had a, a line there about she took your dog. Um, I don't, yeah. I, don't know if that, <laughs> I use that quite a bit. <laughs> oh, is that right? Quite a bit. I use that line quite, quite, quite a bit. Oh, but good. listen for um our listeners who just joined us, of course. Um the call in number is four two five I'm sorry. It's Wednesday. Three four seven three oh eight eight seven four seven. Press number one on your phone if you'd like to join us and we'll talk to Mr. Jim Levat about his music and right now we're getting ready to hear his single that's um rising up the charts rapidly and this is called This Ain't My Day. I know a lot of us can relate to that one, but here it is. Let's hear it. Bye. 
Okay, your girl Miss Dramaganza, mm-hmm, check. Lip gloss, check. Mascara, check. I am Indy with the homie K Biddy, check, check. You listening to Blog Talk Radio, baby, and I love you for it. Mwah. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much. Jim, Jim, what was the inspiration yeah. behind that song? Uh, just kind of as it reads there, it's, uh, you know, just having a couple of bad days and, well, a couple of bad months, it seemed, and, uh, you know, and you get those days when nothing seems to work out right and it just, you know, everything goes wrong. And so I started just writing the lyrics out one day and it came pretty quickly and and I had this little piano riff that I was uh, playing around with. So I got song together pretty fast, really. Um I think I had a couple of days total in it by the time I wrote it and started recording it, so it went really quick. But easy one to write when you have a lot of bad days. <laughs> it you comes naturally. We say you got a lot of stuff to pull from, a lot of material. Yeah. Huh? Exactly, yeah, for sure. Well, what's happening with your band, man? How how, how are you guys doing? I mean, uh, tell us a little bit about your band and uh, where you guys playing at and where you headed and. What's the store for you next? Uh, right now I'm uh, finishing up uh, the songs for the new album. That's just the first single. Uh, I'm hoping to have it done in the next, say, six weeks or so. Um, so I've been working pretty steady at that. haven't been doing much of anything else but that. Uh, we've done a few live shows just to keep things, uh, just to keep things motivated and, and moving. The guys have to learn the rest of the new songs, so as soon as I'm done recording them, I get them to them, and, and they learn their parts and stuff, and, and then we're good to go. We just did a sold-out show on the weekend there, just in a, in a small little 200-seat club, so it went uh, it went really well. Just more rehearsals and getting the show ready, so when the album is out, we're going we're gonna to try to get as much live playing in as we can, so we're just going to start setting, stuff, setting things up here shortly. Okay. Pound the pavement, brother. That's what you gotta do. That's what you gotta do. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, it never ends either. It seems, but uh, we play. Uh, we play pretty much anywhere we're asked to play. It doesn't really matter to us. We'll we'll go do it. If somebody wants to hear us, we'll go do it. So we're not too particular. <laughs> What's the weather like <laughs> there? There. It's been hot lately. We had a. We're, we're just coming off of a of a big drought. Um, didn't get. Uh, Pretty much, I think we had three days of light rain all summer, and uh, things are dry, dry. Lakes are low, water's low, so wow. we're hoping to get some. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been really hot here all summer, so no complaints because it's a cold winter here too. So no complaints for the hot summer, but uh, we could use some rain for sure. Yeah, that's kind of amazing because most times when you think about Canada, you don't think about uh, a drought or. Um, and being in need of water for some reason. You always think about ice and cold weather. Oh, I know, and uh, you don't usually worry about it even living here, but uh, the lake levels are down two and three feet, and, uh, you know, it's things are drying up, and people have to pull their boats out early and that kind of stuff to, you know, they're just some boats are sitting on bottom now that just the water's down so low. So uh, we're hoping to get some rain here and lots of snow for the winter, and then things will be back to normal in the spring. Any luck? Yeah, we're dealing with the same thing on the West Coast. Boy, I guess this global warming is not no joke. It can't be, no. It's we had. I think this is the hottest summer we've had on record in, in a lot of years, maybe maybe all time, I would think. 
I don't know. It's a little scary. It's not like it was when we were kids, that's for sure. No, you can pretty much count on winter being winter and summer being summer, and not anymore. You just, like, even last year, we hardly had any snow here at all. Like, we usually get quite a bit of snow, and, and I think it snowed maybe three times all winter, and, you know, just really, really strange. You never know what you're going to get anymore, that's for sure. Wow. Yeah, man, it's amazing that you would say that, because I say that a lot, too. When we were kids, we, we knew when it was winter, spring, summer, and fall, but now you don't even know how to dress in the morning when you leave out of your home because you leave out one oh, way no. and you come back a whole other way. You have no idea. Oh, no, you don't, and that's that's what it's been like here now pretty much for a year now. You just never know what's going to happen. So it must be the global warming thing. I, I didn't buy into that much before, but, you know, you, you have to start wondering for sure. Yeah, no doubt, especially, like you said, we're on different parts of the world, but we're experiencing the same type of things. There's got to be something to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, for, you're right, 100%. Got, got to be something to that. Well, we got another song queued up for you, uh, Jim. Oh, uh, I'm, not sure, I'm, not sure how to, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, is it Ah, uh, Little While, or how you pronounce Just, it? Just uh, A Little While, the... Uh, Noticed there the other day. One of the other lads were telling me that uh, that um, the mastering, the mastering engineer, he stuck a couple extra letters there. He must have done a couple of different versions, but it's just a little while, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, tell our listeners about that, and then we can play that one. It's a little different approach for me. It's a little. It's going to be the mellowest song on the on the new album. Uh, it's, I guess you would call it a ballad. So it's. Uh, it's uh, going to be the slowest song. The rest of them are all uh, going to be a little more like uh, This Ain't My Day. They're all a little more up-tempo, rocky. Uh, this one here is a ballad with some with some strings and steel guitar and stuff. And a little different song than I normally than I'm normally used to doing. But I think it turned out pretty well. Everybody seems to like it. So okay, I got it. I thought she was going to be singing a little while. She's going to bring the dog back or something. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that, but it could be, could be very possible. Maybe we don't want the hey. dog back. <laughs> yeah, well, look, we, we can write that one together. <laughs> yeah, oh, sounds good to me. She'll bring, hey, look, hopefully in a little while she'll bring the dog back and she took everything else <laughs> when she left. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're inspiring me to start a song right now. Oh hey, well then I'm de- well I'm doing a good job. Yes, for sure. It's just a long and winding road. Just to see you smile 
That's for sure. Usually, uh, usually I don't write a lot of songs like that one. It just uh, 
thought I needed something a little bit slower, a little mellower on the new album, so I, I put that one together. And that one, on the other hand, took a seemed I, I think I worked on that one forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you get one song like uh, This Ain't My Day that comes together really fast, and then you get a song like that, it seems like it took me forever. I just, frustration, pulled my hair out, and changing this and changing that and finally finally just uh went with what what you heard there and hope for the best <laughs> hey look when you're pissed off you write a hot song but when you're at peace with yourself you struggle to write it <laughs> yeah it seems like it for sure yeah well it's definitely a blessing uh to be able to do what you're doing i mean there's a lot of people out there that um wish they had the talent, wish they could play, wish they could sing, and even go pay for lessons and still never get it. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty fortunate because I don't know what I'd do if I wasn't able to play music. It's uh, I've been doing it now for so long. It's just part of my life, and I, I wouldn't know what to do without it, to be honest with you. It'd be some pretty long days and long winters here without it, I tell you. Do you have any other uh, musicians in your family? Uh, I've got, my nephew's a drummer in a uh, a folk rock band. He's real good. My my brother plays drums for me, and he also sings. And then I had a I have a couple of uncles that also played. So yeah, it seems to be uh, all around me, I guess. Oh okay. Well, that's that's great. Um, did they influence your music at all, or you guys my always uncle, kind of? I, Yeah, my uncle did. Yeah, my uncle did. Uh, When I was a kid, you know, he was always he was always plunking away at his guitar. He played in some bands and did a lot of local stuff and whatnot. Yeah, so sure, he uh, he was a big influence when I started out. He showed me a few things on the guitar and some different chords and and how to start, uh, what to start to learn, what not to learn when you're beginning. And yeah, so he was pretty big influence. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, you definitely want to give Michael Stover a shout-out, too. He does uh, good work. Oh, yeah, he's a he's a great guy. I don't, there's, a, there's a guy I don't think he ever sleeps either. He just uh, he works 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and, uh, yeah, real great guy. He can, he can get a lot of things done for you, for sure. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. I think that's a blessing and a curse um, that we are such workaholics. You know, we... We get stuff done, but I guess my fear is now um, I'm okay with burning bright. I just don't want to burn out fast because a lot of stars, they burn bright, but they also burn out fast. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you got to balance it for sure. Yeah, we definitely got to get to that balance, and I think that's the hardest thing, you know, for us to get to, honestly, is that, that place of balance, you know, because we're always thinking ahead of ourselves. You know, it's almost always that one more thing that we just got to do. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and I'm I'm uh, I'm bad, real bad for that, too. Like, I can get down in my studio and get working on something, and, and the next thing you know, you you haven't ate, you haven't done anything all day, you, you, nothing but uh, work on music and almost like an obsession, and, and then you got to just, you know, shut everything down and go upstairs and spend some time with your family and, and do other things, eh? Because, uh, like you say, you can burn yourself out pretty quick, too. Mm-hmm. And then what's so funny about that, too, Jim, is like when we do finally do walk away and 
and come back and fire the board up and get everything back up, man, we hear some stuff that we didn't hear. Oh, well, I'll tell you, now that you say that, <laughs> I uh, I was, I'm not sure which song it was, but I remember, I think I laid down 30 vocal tracks, and I'm just getting frustrated and frustrated, and I'm ready just to throw in the towel, you know, and just, just erase everything I did, but uh, um I decided just to shut it down and, and wait for the wait till the next day and just check things out and see what I did. I ended up using the first vocal track I did the day before. Was the best <laughs> one I did. Oh, it was it was almost flawless. I didn't hear it the day before though. I and uh and I wasted and I was getting pissed off at myself, you know, and I was <clears throat> getting angry and frustrated and I spent the whole day down here and I used I could have spent the the hour it took me to lay the one vocal track down down and, and went away for the day, but just didn't see it the day before, you know. So you're right. You... <laughs> oh man, that is just too funny. That is too funny. Oh yeah. How how yep, many man. times have I how many times have I overproduced my own stuff? The first time is usually the magic. That's usually oh, the magic. The first time. But we always wanna make it better and sometimes there is no better. And then no, we're chasing, like, the don- we're chasing, we're chasing the donkey's tail after that. Oh, especially, like, even uh, you got to know when to walk away from a mix, too, because I think if, uh, especially having your own studio and unlimited time, you'll twiddle away with something until you ruin it. Yeah, you end up not liking oh, it. Yeah. I've done that. I've done that a lot of times, too. We call ourselves making shit better, and before we know it, we don't even like it at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're for sure. I've done that many times too. So you you gotta know when to walk away for sure. <laughs> oh, that is so funny, man. I haven't thought about that in a while. We end up overproducing our own stuff. The first time is always the magic. Nine times out of ten, and we we just gonna make it better. We gonna tweak this, you know. We gonna pump up the bass. We need a little bit more strings, you know. Maybe I need to do a couple more vocals. And before you know it, you got so much extra crap. Oh, there's, there's, uh, I've got one song in particular that, uh, that it's going on the new album. It's, it's, I like it. It's a pretty decent song, but like you said about extra crap, I've probably got ten or twelve tracks on that song that won't even be on the song. It's just I don't know what I was thinking. You know, you keep like you say, you keep, you keep adding you stuff. Were, and you were producing, is, Jim. You were producing. <laughs> to tell the truth. <laughs> this is, is going to make it producing. better, and this is going to. Oh yeah, that's what they call it producing garbage <laughs> yeah so it's it's funny you can and i think a lot it's your own stuff when you have when you're doing something for somebody else you don't tend to do that as much it seems to be when you're working on your own stuff by yourself yeah i guess an experiment too but uh you end up putting doing a lot more extra work than you need to and you know you've got a lot of tracks on there that you're not even put in the song i guess i'm not the only one that does that I think every producer does it. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone, you know, everyone, especially, especially, you know, before we could even have a home studio, man, I'm taking it back about 20 some years. You know, we weren't able to do all the multiple tracks like we do now. And then at the end of the day, we still mix it down to two tracks. Yeah, well, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Left and right stereo, uh, unless you want to do surround sound. I've done a couple. I, I've done a couple things in five plus one, but if the person don't have that type of system in their car, it doesn't really mean anything. 
oh yeah, the date of uh, you know your recording, and you've got a total of eight tracks on uh, on tape, and then you have to bounce two down on you know, and, and now you think of what you can do. You never got carried away back then because you didn't have the uh, you didn't have the possibility to do it anyway. But now when you've got unlimited tracks, you know, you do get a little carried away by times. Mind you, it's pretty handy sometimes. Yes, yes, totally, totally, totally a mess. Well, Jim, tell us, tell our listeners, man, where they can go see you, where they can catch up with you and uh, find yep. your music and all that good stuff. Yeah, the music is on all the major sites, so it's iTunes, Spotify, all those places. Uh, to keep in touch and, and find live shows, uh, my website's the best place. It's uh, com. I'll be keeping uh, keeping it up to date when uh, when uh, any of the new shows start. Uh, I'm going to be putting any of the new music as the as the songs are complete. I'm going to put them on there, and people can give them a listen and let me know what they what they think of them and if they like them or not. And and that's the best way to keep up to date with me. And then, uh, like I say, I'll be putting all of our live gigs on there too. So if anybody wants to come out and see us when we get rolling again, more than welcome to come. Well, great. That's fantastic, Jim. I definitely want to thank you for coming through and uh, hollering at us, man, and uh, let me know when you're going fishing or something, man, and I'll come to Canada. Oh, it's great. I uh, I live on the lake here, so I fish a lot. I can fish off my dock. Oh, see, man, there you go, man. You didn't have to add the last <laughs> little part. Now, see? <laughs> That's just a little dig, I guess. For uh, oh yeah, we can we can catch the bass, the largemouth, smallmouth bass, right off my dock here. Uh, you just got to do best friend. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's surprising how many surprising how many new friends you have when you live here, though. Uh, but it's it's all good. I don't I don't mind. I like people, so I I like when people come over and go fishing and and boat boating and whatever. It's great. So. We get a lot of Americans come up on on our lake here. It's a big, it's a big fishing lake, so full of American boats all summer, and that's a good thing too. They're up here spending all their money, so no complaints at all. Yeah, that's one of my favorite pastimes, man. That's the flip side to loud music. I love to oh, get yeah, out it's, it's, where it's quiet yeah. and picturesque, you know, just serene. I like the quiet. Yep, me too. I like to sit and think. Yep, yep. That's where you come up with these great songs. Oh yeah, you come up with a lot of good ideas with a fishing rod in your hand. That's for sure. Right. Well, Jim, again, I want to thank you uh, for coming through and hollering at us, man, and wish you all the best in your career. And we're gonna continue to um, you know, pump your music. And and if you see a guy sitting on your dock with long hair, man, don't call the police. It's just me. And uh, <laughs> let us know, you know, whenever you come in this way, you know what I mean? And uh, we'd like to come out and see you and continue supporting you. Oh, great. Well, all right. That's uh, that's great. And uh, thanks a lot for having me. Really appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you so much, man. And you have a beautiful rest of your week, man. And keep putting out good music. Okay. We will talk to you later. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Yo, it's your boy DJ Trigg, the boy Wonder, from the world famous rap group. You are now in the mix with Lamont K. Diddy. I am in this radioactive.